Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Real Rant, the place where we like to rant about the real stuff. My name is Brennan McGee, and sitting across from me, as always, is the illustrious Sexy Boy. Who are you, dude? Corey McKetchup and Mustard. Again, we have heard you say that more than once. No, not just once. Well, no, you said it, and we had to. Oh, okay, fine. We had to redo the intro because our guest spoke, and we have a rule that the guest mm, isn't allowed to speak. That's strike one. Until yep. we introduce them. So now this is take two. So we will just say again uh, when you introduce yourself. All right, well, you don't have to rub it in. I okay. can't read and I can't count. Okay. Okay. Well, that's still on the table. We. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can read. No. Okay. But. We have a guest. Yes. And he is really cool. Mm-hmm. I've known him for a long time, but we actually just recently reconnected. Mm. I have met him in a film class in my, I think it was my second year of college. I'm in my sixth, now going on my seventh. My goodness. So I've been I've been at this for a while. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> Some might say a pro. But anyways, I met him in a film class. We became friends. I was actually quite embarrassed to actually approach him because I, approach him because I thought he was a lot cooler than I was. And it's true. Uh, he's still cooler than me. We're not going <laughs> to... You know, and he's taller than me. Yeah. He's got some pretty eyes on him. I will admit. He's got a sick haircut, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, all true. <laughs> all right, buddy. Why don't you just introduce yourself? Oh, okay. Why not? <laughs> You're making it really hard for me not to... Anyways. My name is Brock Walters. And I uh, come from the lovely town of Esquimalt. Oh, that's oh, do you? Cool. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And for those uh, international listeners, that is just a place across a bridge f- from where we live. The home of Shaoling Waters, yeah. I believe is what it is. is or the, it place, really? the place of Shaoling Waters. Where every, everywhere is walkable if you just, you know, believe in yourself. They're yeah. gentrifying <laughs> the area to kind of make it a little bit more, like, nicer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. totally. I honestly don't mind Esquimalt. I like it. Yeah. Like, I like it now. I well, didn't people like call it, like, it Esquimalt, like, yeah. because that's where the hood hangs out. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. hood, in Yes, quotes. our sad excuse for a hood. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, Brock. Yeah. Great to have you back in our lives. M- mainly mine. I've missed you. You Aww. were... <laughs> What do you think of him? He's pretty cool. No, he's a good guy. Aww, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, best 15 minutes of my life. I saw Brock. We've been talking over Facebook for the last couple of years, and we haven't actually seen each other and hung out yeah. f- for three years. Yeah. But uh, no, we. I saw him at a pub one night, uh, or no, it was in the morning. It was oh, the, yeah, it was, it was that New Year's. <laughs> it was New Year's Day. Yeah, and uh, and it was at like a pretty well known brewery on the yeah. island, and uh, I saw him sitting there with his girlfriend and I waved over at him. And again, it was one of those times where I thought he was too cool for me. So I wasn't sure if whether or not he would wave back. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, but he, he waved back, which was cool. And then from then on, we just kind of, that was like, that was New Year, New Year's of this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So not too long ago, but it was a good connect. We've been Sean again, off again, talking. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. For sure. But yeah. This is Brock. Welcome to the show, Brock. Oh, thank Welcome. you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah. Uh, we love to have anybody on the show who loves talking about movies, and we yeah. love to hear everybody's ideas and perspectives and stories about movies and totally. how they come oh, into yeah. their lives and make yeah. them feel good. Of course. Should we get into it? Sure. Right Let's into the pl- right into the plugs. Oh, yeah. into the plugs. Let's plug it. Yeah. Okay. So, as always, if you want to follow the show, you can go and follow us on Twitter at the Real Rant Pod. Send us something, you know, like ask us a question, how you feeling about the show. Get in contact with us if you are a creator or if you're, you know, someone who wants to promote their own films, things like that. Just let us know. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Brendan underscore McGee. That is B-R-E-A-N-D-A-N underscore M-C-G-H-E-E. Thanks, Mom and Dad. And Corey, where can they find you? 
They can also find me on Twitter at Corey McEwen one because you number one boy boy. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram at The Real Rant. We give ourselves some updates about like behind the scenes and things like that. You can send us an email at therealrantpodcast at gmail.com. Send us something nice, mean, or in between. It's all juicy, just the same. If you could, because it would be great, visit the website. We've got links to Stitchers, Google Play, Pocket Casts, iTunes, all that jazz. All the stuff. Uh, we've got our own episodes on there if you just want to listen to it from your computer and not actually download anything of it. So you could do that there. And if you really want to, I mean, it would mean a lot to us. Give us that five-star review on whatever listening platform that you listen to because, hey, we love our feedbacks. Or subscribe. Subscribe to the show uh, if you like us because, I don't know, I feel like we're interesting. Smash that like button. <laughs> smash it hard. Please don't <laughs> smash it. That'd be gross. I mean... <laughs> Please don't smash that like button. I'm going to need 5,000 smashes from you <laughs> Smash guys. that butt. Yeah, <laughs> smash it. Hey, Brock, you've also got some plugs you want to pop in there. Yeah, I mostly kind of just go on the Instagrams. Um, you can find me at Borkley182. So how's it spelled? B-O-R-C-K-O-L-I-182. Borkley182. And there is another plug. Yeah, well, my girlfriend and I, kind of silly, but kind of like, well, this is interesting. We've created an Instagram page for all the weird stuff that we find at thrift stores. Okay. Oh, yeah. Should start a podcast. I'll follow that. <laughs> oh, that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> um, it is called Bargain Bandits. Bargains. <laughs> bargain nice. period bandits. And Very good. Here you could find some examples of some weird stuff at thrift stores. Give us an example of what's yeah. the weirdest thing you've found so far. This is purely visual, visual, but look at this. That is what looks like a troll holding a cup with a paintbrush. With That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of looks like the tattoo Corey's got on his hip. Oh, yeah, totally. This is, again, visual, but hey, we're all saying. Oh, wow. It kind of does. <laughs> yeah. Anyways... Thanks, Brock. Of course. And for next week, we will be discussing the film Gone Girl. So, yeah, it's our first David Fincher film, so we will be looking forward to that one. So that brings us to our next segment we like to call What You Watching, Boy? This is the part of the show where we go around the room and ask everybody, what's they watching on the boob tube? So, Corey, what you been watching, boy? Well, there's been a show that you and I have been watching. Yep. Uh, a pretty good show, I might add. Uh, it is called The Terror. I wanted you to bring this up because I've got a show that I want to talk about. But we've been watching this show together. Yes. Um, Brock, have you watched? You haven't seen it. No. We were you talking were about lightly talking about. Before, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So The Terror. Yeah. What do you think? I like it. Okay. Yeah. Do you mind if I give the synopsis? Because this is kind of go ahead. Because I know you want to talk about something else way more than this. I mean, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. cool. Does it start I just, with a W? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this show, The Terror, is basically a show um, about the expedition that was made by a bunch, like by two ships, to find the northern passage yeah. through and uh, through Ar- the northern Arctic. Yeah, cool. And the ships get stuck in the ice. One of the ships' names is The Terror. Yeah. The show is really interesting because uh, the trailer makes it makes you feel like there is a supernatural aspect going on to it but there isn't but there is at the same time i'm still not 100 percent sure about it so so the show it's a true story 
This is a true story. And it's based in... Well, it's based on a true story. It's based on a true story. Yeah. But all the people that are in the show are actually real people, like the captains and everything. Those are the real, actual characters. Yeah, so those are real characters, but, like, what actually happened is not... Nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows, because they disappeared. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was this expedition. They went out to find the Northern Passage through the Arctic, and they all disappeared. Nobody knows what happened. So this show kind of documents loosely, based on journals and things, that what they actually think might have happened. Mm-hmm. But the show's really interesting, because the trailer makes it seem... When I saw the trailer for the show, it makes it seem like they basically put a spin on... They put a spin on this kind of, like true story and having an adding a supernatural aspect to it but i think what it's doing is is it's the show makes you look in the perspectives of the people that are enduring the situation so basically if you spend a year two years three years only looking at complete and utter whiteness you're gonna go a little bit loopy i think the show is kind of like making you see in the eyes of of an exaggerated version of the perspective of the people that are involved in the expedition. Sure. Yeah. Because you never actually see this bear. We believe it's a bear, Mm -hmm. but the things that it's actually doing is unrealistic of what a bear might actually do. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's like ripping people apart. Which, I mean, bears do that. Yeah. Yeah. Bears 100% rip people apart. Yeah, but I mean, not to the, maybe the extensiveness or like the ferocity of Mm -hmm. of an actual bear would. Like people are just literally like, almost exploding it's crazy yeah it's intense. it's crazy but it's a great show and yeah. i would highly recommend it uh-huh. um episode four i think just came out Ooh, um it? yeah it, it just came out um so we're gonna have to watch that pretty soon yes um but yeah go ahead and watch it it's got some friendly faces in there mm-hmm. so just look it up there's the a few game of thrones people yeah it's a amc production so brock what you watching boy well, I went to the movie theater with my sister and girlfriend, and we watched a movie called Love, Simon. Tell us a little bit about it, man. Okay. Well, this movie, I had no expectations going in. Didn't even know what it was about, and I was thoroughly surprised. So, it's about this um, young boy. He's like a teenager, right? Yeah, he's like a teenager, and he's in high school, mm-hmm. and it's like just normal kid, you know, yeah. got a normal life, normal parents, normal sister, normal friends just normal just normal yeah as far as normal can be mm-hmm. um and he he is a homosexual mm. and he is a teenager and he's crafting as he says yeah <laughs> he's crafting himself so he doesn't know how to reveal that and he doesn't want people to know he doesn't want people to feel bad for him so guess okay. we should specify what crafting is so essentially sure. nick one of the 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 co-hosts of the show and also like merchandiser of the podcast yeah whatever his title is uh, crafting is his word for someone who's learning to be the person that they're going to be yeah. i mean we're always learning to be what we're supposed to be but yeah. anyways yeah. thought i should jump in there yeah. let everybody know but continue on brock of course uh yeah it was, it was... what like it so i mean i've seen a little bit of promotion for this yeah, film yeah. on imdb but the actor's name in love simon is nick robinson yeah and he was in a film that actually me and brock bonded over when we first met uh was the film kings of summer yeah the kings of summer yeah it's basically about these kids that base that go out in the middle of the forest and build this own their own house yeah oh cool i remember wanting to do that when i was a kid like all the <laughs> time but nonetheless this kid is like he's like our age yeah and he's quite famous he's been in one of my favorite shows boardwalk empire he was in the new jurassic world movie he was zach he was the older brother yeah you'd know who he is when you see it but i don't know would you you'd say you'd recommend go and see it i would 
I would recommend seeing this movie, even if you like, I don't know, you're a casual movie goer or you just like movies a lot. I'd say it's like a cute movie just to go and watch. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't know this Nick Robinson fellow now, I think this will be the his like staple film that people will be like, oh yeah, that Love of Simon movie. He was in that. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Brock. Of course. Hey, Corey. Yeah. There's one more thing that you want to talk about before we get to me, the it's most true. important person in the room. It's true. I'm going to be a bit of a loser for a second. This is not loserish. It, it, a little bit. So it's kind of like out of place, but at the same time. I guess so, if yeah. If you're passionate, you're passionate, right? <laughs> sure. I mean, I... It's what you're watching, boy. It's true. So. There's, a, there's a guy I work with, and he is really into uh, professional wrestling. Yeah. It's not really and professional. It's kind of fake, but... It's professionally fake. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we, we've started talking about it uh, for a little bit here, and... I used to be a really big wrestling fan back when I was younger, mm. uh, so it's kind of rekindled my love for it. Yeah, and I actually went over to his place yesterday, and we watched WrestleMania 34, and it was really exciting. <laughs> it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. So um, who? So is this still like old players still in it or? Yes. So the so like Scorpion and s- sorry, who? Do you remember Scorpion? Scorpion. Dwayne. This is not Mortal Kombat. No, Kane. Yeah, there's Kane. Well, okay. Let, let's. I'm going to name Kane, some... and there's another guy that wears like a scorpion shirt, and he's got like a white. He's got white and black makeup. Looks like he's a member of Kiss. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, Sting. Sting. Yeah, yeah. Not scorpion. Sting. Yeah, okay. For sure. <laughs> no, I get there you. you go. So uh, I'm going to name some names and who are at the event. See if you know who they are. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Square. I know Kurt Square. Okay. Yeah. His yeah. his long lost brother for sure. Uh, <laughs> Triple H. Triple B for Brendan. Okay, close. Butts and... <laughs> Vaginas. <Total>. Yeah, vagina. <laughs> um, the Undertaker? Yeah. Okay, yeah, he was there. Dude, that guy looks so old. He He's 53, and he looks, he wow. looks it. He looks wow. so bloated. Yeah, because he, he quote-unquote retired. He never really retired from wrestling, but yeah. he quote-unquote retired a year ago, and he came back to wrestle John Cena, and, oh, he was stiff as a board. He he wrestled for about a minute and then the match had to end because he was so tired. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That's brutal. It was it was about seven hours of wrestling and I loved every minute you of it. You watched the wow. whole thing? Yeah. When was this? Last night? Last night, yeah. I got off work and then went to Shay's house to watch him wrestle. So the night that you said you were really tired. Yeah. <laughs> so Brendan, what have you been watching? Well, Brock, uh, I took Carmen my girlfriend, to go see Isle of Dogs, mm-hmm. the new Wes Anderson film. Uh-huh. Um, I surprised her with a dinner Cute. and a movie. Cute. Uh, yeah, but I definitely had to make up for the fact that I fought, forgot Easter last week. <laughs> so mm. uh, I forgot Easter, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, well, the one way to her heart is through dogs. So I was like, let's do this. And so she you cooked her. her dog and then <laughs> took her to see Isle of Dogs. <laughs> no. Nice. But the movie... Obviously, it's a stop-motion film. Wes Anderson has done another stop-motion film mm-hmm. like this before called Fantastic Mr. Fox, which we've Go done check a, that episode out. Yeah, we've done an episode on oh, it. Oh, with my boy Kieran. Yeah, Kieran Duckles. So I'm not sure how I feel about the movie. I don't know if whether or not it's was that difficult to make. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I know that all stop-motion is difficult to make, but I feel like there was a lot of camera angles that were very similar and they were always like a lot of them happened over and over and over and over and over again, back to back to back. It was a lot of close ups, And I feel like that was to enhance the amount of like emphasis on a dog's face. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Because the dogs spoke English, but the, the humans spoke Japanese because it was based in Japan. Japan. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it was a good movie. I thought that Fantastic Mr. Fox is a far better film, but uh, just because the... It's world just, building. Yeah, the world that. building's a little bit better, but this film was good too. It's just the... It was bland. It was just kind of bland. There yeah. were pieces of it that I was just kind of like, hmm, like, I wish they wouldn't have done that. Like... Mm. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not going to say it was repetitive, but it was a little bit repetitive. Yeah. Maybe not just in the camera angles, but uh, it was just, it felt like I was seeing, I've seen, I was seeing a lot of the same in the film. Like there was a lot of repetitiveness within the film. Yeah. Not that I've seen things like it before, but it was just. Was, the, it, was it like, go to this location, talk to this character, find all the information, go to another location. Quest. Yeah. 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 It was a little bit like that. Okay. They were going from one place to the one place, to the next place to the next place. And people were following them. Mm. It was a lot like Moonrise Kingdom, if we're going to be completely honest. Oh, really? It was like almost point for point like Moonrise Kingdom. Like they were all trying to go to this one end place um, and figure this situation out, right? And correct everybody's thoughts about how they feel about something. I didn't actually realize that until we just started talking about it right now that oh, I felt like it was like Moonrise Kingdom. But it's quite similar. Um, having said that, though, I thought that the characters were very individualized and quite funny yeah um and i liked all the dogs in the film they were really really great <laughs> but yeah i don't know i would just say go and see it and let yourself feel about it the way you want to but sure. if i don't mean to speak for karma but i feel like she might have felt the same way i mean she generally really likes dogs she's crazy about dogs um but i don't know if she was i don't know if she liked this one compared to fantastic mr fox if we're going to compare it to any of us other wes anderson films that are mm exactly similar in regards to stop motion yeah sure so and with that guess what it's time for Corey? uh the film of the week the film of the week the film of the week give me the magic sword okay so the film of the week this week is 500 days of summer i've noticed that we are uh i've noticed that we're kind of on this trend of talking about relationships yeah um, or doing films about relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we did Beach Pillows, which was relationships in regards to family and friends, mm-hmm. I would say. It was a heavy focus on conversation about that and familiarity within those things. Yep. And then we did Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And then we just did Amy's episode, mm-hmm. which was We Make Couples. So yeah, a lot of conversations about relationships. Um, and I guess we should throw it over to Brock, because as we always like to do, we like to ask... What made you pick this film? I picked 500 Days of Summer because it's just a film that kind of related to me at the time when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. When I went in, similar to Love, Simon, I didn't know much about it. And then like I read the title. I was like, oh, it's just another like gimmicky love story. Yeah. 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 As you guys probably did. It's yeah, not, for sure. It's I, not a love story. No. <laughs> Technically, well, it's not a love story. It is, but from like one perspective. Yes, well, what exactly. did you What did you think? Because I, I, I picked, I mean, you're my main host, my yeah. main co-host every single week predominantly, mm-hmm. but occasionally I'll I'll bring one of the other boys in just mm-hmm. because I feel like they might understand the film a little bit better. But sure. a lot of these films where I know, because I know you so personally, okay, I should probably pick Corey for this one because I feel like you would have a, you'd come at it from a non-biased perspective. Mm. And I wanted you on this episode specifically because I didn't know if you were going to like it. Yeah, and 
and I was surprised to find out I that... ended up really liking it. <laughs> uh, like, like far more than I thought I would. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> very, very similar to what you're saying. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like The Notebook yeah. or something like that, yeah, which in its own really... right is a good movie. But um, yeah, I really like this movie. Yeah. It was very surprisingly funny. Yeah. Uh, there was some fun stuff that was done, like, you know, the scene after he, he gets laid. Uh, there's like that musical number in the streets, the which I thought was oh, yeah. just fantastic. Uh, there's a shot I think I'll talk about later, which I really liked. Um, there's some really good creative stuff and just all around good movie. Just all around. Yeah. Really good movie. Yeah. Really solid acting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Brock, is that pretty much why you picked it? I mean, I don't know if whether or not you were saying that it, it related to you at the time when you watched it. Is that because you were going through something or something like that at the time? Yeah. Or? I was going through like like a breakup, or it was like kind of like simmering up to a breakup at the time. Mm. It was like grade ten or something, you know, high school relationship. It's but, still important though. Oh, of course, and, it's crafting, man. Yeah, it's crafting. <laughs> well, I I tend to come back to this film because, like, at the time, I just thought it was like you know, it just hit the notes of me at the time of getting through this relationship. But each time I watched it, I take something new from it and mm-hmm. something like towards my life yeah yeah so but thank you very much brock of course. really appreciate that i'm glad you picked this film because i think yeah it's fitting in with the themes and stuff like that all right let's throw it over to wait a second actually we've got uh we've got a new synopsis announcer in the building goes by the name of tom rhombus some of you know who he is especially the guests who have made their way over to the real rant studio before Seen him lurking around the premises. Let's give him a shot. Right, hello everyone, it's Tom Rombus here. I'm not here to cause a ruckus, but I'm here to read a synopsis. Alright, here we go. In a world where not everyone believes in love, a hopeless romantic named Tom meets a girl named Summer. As Tom and Summer's relationship grows, so does the ambiguity of it. Through good times and bad, Tom will do whatever it takes to convince Summer that true love exists and that they are made for each other. This is not your typical love story, however, and may not have the hallmark ending you expect. 500 Days of Summer! 500 Days of Summer? That's unheard of! You know where I'm from, we only get about 20. That's fantastic. Alright, well anyway... Thanks for the opportunity, Brendan. I've always wanted to do something like this. It's been a pleasure. Till next time. All right. Thanks, Tom Rombus. See you next week, buddy. So this film was directed by Mark Webb. And if you don't know who Mark uh, Webb... Spider-Man. He, he directed... Uh, <laughs> he directed The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Um, until it was uh, reluctantly cancelled. The product, well, it wasn't reluctant. Yeah. No one liked them. Yeah. They were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, so he directed this film. Other films that he's made were like Gifted, which is a film that came out actually last year. I um, heard some pretty good reviews about that one. Oh, it, wait, wait. Does that have Captain America in it? Yes, it does. Oh, Chris Evans. That's a cute movie. Yeah. I like it. And he directed, I think, an episode of The Office. So that, you know, that's oh, good. There you cool. go. And I don't think there's anything else that he's directed that's very neat. Out. So. <laughs> Um, he's got the love story down for sure, I think, yeah. and like yeah. the heartthrob thing. This film is just remarkably creative. Mm-hmm. I too, like Corey and you, Brock, felt like this film was just going to be one of those 
heart throbby kind of like stories mm-hmm. and it's not it's almost like it's a documentary on yeah well that's exactly what it is it's like it's a... it's a documentary on love yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's quite it hurts me when i watch this because i can't help but feel that there's essence of this mm-hmm. character that joseph gordon levitt plays tom uh that makes me feel like oh, i've totally felt that way yeah before I kind of get into it, I think Brock has an I has Brock wants to mention something about uh, the narration that I actually didn't know. It was quite interesting. So Brock, won't you? So first and foremost, it starts out with a narration by the lovely Sully from Uncharted. <laughs> so for your video game lovers out there, Uncharted, uh, you know it. But if Platforming you don't, warming slash action game. It's a great game. Great games. Great yeah, games. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what about the narration, man? Aside so, from the whole really cool video game reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I just like how it kind of like, it doesn't like push you into the story. It glides you, you know? He just kind of sets up this, <laughs> what? That's just really cute how you said it. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Continue on though. <laughs> um, yeah, it like glides you into the story and it like shifts you into this like bed of what the story is going to be about. Yeah. Predominantly summer. Yeah. And how she is the main focus of whatever's going on in this movie. The Mm. thing about this film is it's really cool in the way it plays with its names. Yeah. Uh, Like Summer. I thought that 500 Days of Summer was going to be this story about... Because you look at the title, and 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 this kind of says something about us as a society when we look at these sorts of, like, lovey-dovey films. We think that, like, 500 Days of Summer is referenced to, like, 500 Days of Love and Excellence. Because everybody thinks summer, everybody thinks summer, everybody thinks exciting, fun things to do, stuff like that. But it's, no, it's 500 Days literally with a girl named Summer. Mm -hmm. It's not 500 Days of, oh, my God, every day is beautiful because it's summer outside. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if that's why... That probably plays into how our feelings about it. Well, yeah. yeah, but also, too, if you look at the title, it's not... It's it's 500 Days of Summer, but it's bracket 500 yeah. bracket of Days of Summer. Yeah. It's, well, that's how it's presented in the film, too. Yeah. It, like, jumps around. Yeah. It's it, very cool. non-linear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not... It's a it's not a linear story at all. No, and it's really interesting because it feels like it is linear despite yeah. its non linearity. Mm-hmm. Like the way it starts out, it almost starts out like it's the beginning of like it's the beginning. It's of, day like twenty or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, sure. like it's the beginning of Tom's story. Yeah, because that's what the story is about. Mainly, it's about him, mm-hmm. and then it starts out with him. So that's how it feels linear. Yeah, I can't help but feel that this relationship that he has with. Uh, um, Summer is somewhat one of his like first serious relationships. Like I feel like I feel that too. Yeah, because he believes in love, full blown believes in mm-hmm. love. It's almost like the complete opposite. I feel like in our society, it's very much like. I mean, men are okay. This is complete generalization. Men are seen as less emotional mm-hmm. than women, and in films typically like this. Men are often the despondent ones from the emotional attachment. Sure, emotional bricks. Yeah, exactly. But uh, in this film, it's the focus on the man. Yeah, not the 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 female, or you know, generally that's the dynamics of what's going on in these sorts of romantic films. And it's funny how like his conversations with his friends are so much like the ones that I've had before with my friends. Yeah. Like, for instance, the one part where he is trying to get, you know, Summer's attention 
after like they had spoken they had this really nice conversation on the elevator and mm. she mentioned how much he she liked his music the smiths yeah yeah the smiths, the smiths. and then you know they'd had like a date or something mm. and then he tried to pl- he played the music <laughs> as she was walking out the door the one yeah. day really loud so she could turn her head and look yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I've done that before. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've totally done yeah, that where I'm sure. like, you will listen to my music and instantly be entranced in my it's music a, yeah. it's prowess. Very, it's very, it's very uh, uh, primal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, in the way, like this film, I couldn't help but feel it was just very evolutionary where it's just like we're trying to attract the female through any means possible, yeah. like music they like, oh, you know, oh, and it, it's always like the girl doesn't like me or the guy doesn't like me. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And and we always play with those dynamics and how, how like you know, if you don't like, if they don't, if they don't like you, um, or you're you're just gonna constantly run with this idea that they don't like you. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And uh, and so any sort of sign where it means something bad. So, like, my favorite part, because I've done this before, my favorite part is the part where he goes to his friends, I think it's, like, day 22 yeah. or something, and he goes, totally done with her. Totally <laughs> done with her. And and they're like, well, wait, there wasn't there wasn't anything to <laughs> begin with. Start. Yeah, he's like, wait, you're done with who? And they're like, I'm done with Summer. And everyone's like, wait, that even, that was a thing? Mm-hmm. Like they were just like, what, the, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah. And then he's explaining the story of why he thinks it's over. Yeah. And it's because they're on the elevator <laughs> and he goes, oh, hey, Summer. And she goes, hey. And he goes, how was your weekend? And she goes, it was good. Yeah. And it was just in the tone of voice that she said it. And it's funny because I always remember this film where after that scene, I always think that there's going to be more than her replying that way. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. It just cuts back to the conversation between yeah. him and his friends. And he's like. And he explains to them how she said it, and he's like, and they're like, "What?" Like, <laughs> he's yeah. like, "Yeah, she she met up with some guy, and she's sleeping with him all weekend." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> it just means she. It just means he's having sex with some like hot college gym dude. We're always so drastic in thinking of like every conclusion. I think oh, that's sure. just what we. I think I think that's the underrated thing about guys that we don't see in film, and that and that's why I really like this film. Mm-hmm. Is it really, it really kind of encapsulates the mind of a male when they're trying to attract a female yeah. mm-hmm. at least how, at that one point yeah sure. and how how like overthinking we become yeah yep. and how everything means something mm-hmm. and I, I and i can't speak for a female uh so i don't know what it's like for them i'm sure it's similar it's quite yeah and it i feel like be. it's similar for everybody but i feel like there's for men there is this like thing where we have to be the ones that attract the female like yeah. generally it's like we are the ones that have to approach the female. We have to sing the song that the birds try. Exactly. That's, That's right. what I mean by That's primal right. yeah. instinct yeah. in this yeah. film. Is it, it completely encapsulates the evolutionary process of the human cre- the human ev- like the humans. Yep. You know? And it's just it's so great and it's really cute because I don't know, like it made me feel like, oh, I'm not alone. Yeah. Like there are people out there that think like this and uh you know, and that feel this way and talk this way to their friends mm-hmm. because, I mean, m- predominantly my friends group is like 50-50 girls to guy ratio. Um, and most of the girls that I would talk about would be with other girls because they're, I mean, by most standards in our society, girls are more emotionally in like intelligent like having have more emotionally engaging conversations than men do 
and I'm generalizing here to an extreme extent, mm-hmm. but on the surface level, society has kind of made it that but way. I mean, yeah, that's just because men are ingrained to like not show him exactly, so much. Yeah, exactly, which is a terrible way of that sure. society's made us all be. But yeah. I don't know. That's just not the type of person I am. I grew up with a psychologist for the father, so mm-hmm. um, a little bit about me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was just that 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 piece really hit me. That that mating essence that that reference to the first interactions with the female mm-hmm. and how what's going on in your brain and how you overthink things and your interactions with your friends and mm. what that all means to you and yourself. Um, there's something that I really can't help but think about when watching this film is the number. Yeah. 500 days, right? When you're with somebody, you never ever know how long you're going to be actually with them, whether, whether or not it's because you break up or you die. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. it's usually those two things. Um, yeah, so... Or they die. Or they die. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, and it's this idea of, like, a timeline and stepping outside of and looking in. We're obviously watching Tom go through this process of being with someone in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? And being with Summer, and we know that his days are numbered based on the title of the film. Yeah. And then we get told also by Sully from Uncharted that uh it's not gonna last longer than five hundred days. And in fact and I don't in even... some respect you get it from her as well. Yeah. yeah. It it's interesting to look at that and and seeing how long we have with somebody because you wonder if whether or not that they had seen how many days they actually were allowed to have with each other, how long or how much time they would have been different with one another. Yeah. Or if they see it in moments or if they see it in the whole time. Exactly. Because yeah. I can't help but feel that the character of Summer would have been completely different about this relationship if she had noticed that about him. The one thing I can't stand about Summer in this film, and I honestly think it's probably best that he didn't end up with Summer. Oh, totally. I, I don't yep. like Summer at all in this film. I find her completely annoying. I really like Zoe Deschanel. I find her very very uh, great actress mm-hmm. a very talented actress but i can't stand her in this film because maybe it's because of my own grievances and gripes of my own relationships and how i see like how they've ended and i put my feelings into those people right mm-hmm. i don't know i it's just summer just drove me nuts in this film and it was because she just she didn't i mean this is just me kind of like acting out of frustration because yeah i guess out of my own relationship but she couldn't see how great he was Mm -hmm. or what he was trying to do for her yeah he was really trying to be that person for her yeah and then again i don't know maybe she felt like he wasn't that person because she saw that he needed something more than what she was. Yeah. So yeah. she was not ready for that. And she even said that from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that's the thing. She she clearly stated maybe maybe not through her actions sometime, mm-hmm. but uh she definitely stated her feelings and how this was gonna go. Yeah. And maybe he didn't believe it, or maybe he just wanted to ignore the fact, but he well, he, he invested himself have... a bit more than he should have, I think. I mean, everyone's had this though. Yeah. For the mm-hmm. most part, is when someone confides in you those things that the where the wall comes down, yeah. yeah, right. That that s the when you when you start seeing someone, and you're gauging each other, and then you, I mean, I'm usually the reason why we have a podcast uh, is because I like to talk about my life and things like that. I have no problem with it. Just mm-hmm. it's one way I kind of connect with people, and, yeah. and I help other people open up as I over talk about myself. But um, 
and I do it to make people feel comfortable, right? And I feel like Tom did that in this film. And then it got to the point where it was kind of her time to do that as well. And he knew how difficult it was for her. And she did in that one scene. Mm-hmm. And when she did, it was like, it was almost like, oh my God, I've been in this situation before. You know what I mean? And and then you're kind of like, this girl really understands him now. She's really letting go of all. Inhibitions. It, exactly. Yeah. Because someone could tell you that they don't want this to be serious, yeah. but then they do something like that. And then it just becomes very confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. They bring that wall down because when you say, oh, okay, I want, I don't want anything serious. I don't want this to be anything. It's like, okay, you're setting that precedent. You're making that rule yeah. for yourself. You're mainly. expanding the wall. Exactly. Yeah. But then when you bring the wall down, yeah. <laughs> it just kind of throws you for a loop. And for somebody like Tom, who I can relate to quite well, that can be really confusing. Yeah. It's like someone saying yes, but no at the same time. Yeah, but it really then saying, flips your mind. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. I don't know if you want to speak to that at all, Brock. I don't know. Something. I don't know if you've ever done a Friends with Benefits, but like, it's kind of like the same rules where they're like, oh, we don't want anything serious about this. Or yeah. This. Mm-hmm. But they start doing things and asking things of you that, you know, you Would don't. constitute more than that. Yeah, but you don't mind doing it. But then also you think to yourself, you're like, mm-hmm. what does this mean? Yeah, what yeah. does this mean? It's like maybe a weird analogy, but it's like paying someone not enough money to do like a proper job kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's instinctually not appropriate for us. Like we as humans, I always go on this rant. We as humans, the we as humans rant is like we as humans are very kind of simple, despite how much we try to make ourselves feel big and strong and, mm-hmm. you know, put ourselves amongst the world. But at the end of the day, we're all just people we're all just people looking to find someone to spend the rest of our lives with right we're just looking for someone to sit down and watch a tv show exactly netflix (laughs) netflix and chill yeah exactly (laughs) you i feel like there's it's really hard not to get emotional yeah and not take down that wall when even if you set the precedent of saying hey i'm sorry i don't want anything serious here because instinctually you're going to take down the wall. I've been in, okay, I'm going to speak to this because I have been in this situation before where someone said, yeah, I don't want anything. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But then they do something like that. And then you're just kind of like, well, and then your hands are up in the air. You yeah. know, you don't know what to do. Right. Cause, and then you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable about you don't have the conversation as people call it. You don't want to have the conversation yeah. because then you just make, cause then it might end what yeah. you have. It might end and you don't want it to end because it makes you feel so good. But at the same time, it's so fun confusing yeah you know so i don't know but i also believe that people do as people do right you know you get two people in a room and you know the same situation happens but i don't know if you want to believe in otherworldly or godly figures go on man but like i don't believe in that stuff but like (laughs) off the record (laughs) just kidding but like you know you could tell yourself okay well if i had done this in the past, I would have, if I go, if I were to rewind time and re like live this moment, I would do it differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's impossible because you are always who you are and sure. you can't reset anything. No. And I think it's obviously, you know, everything you do, whether it's good or bad, you're going to take something away from that. Yeah, of course. So I, I wouldn't even want to do that. No, no, kind of, not yeah. at all. And no. like, like, when I was saying people do as people do, you know, you get two people together and you have these interactions and 
like whether a relationship forms or not, that's just how the environment is working. That's just how it's happening. Do you, do you get what I'm saying though? Like kind of like if you're thrown into a situation, you can't like just depending on who the people are, yeah. it's going to work itself out how it's going to yeah, work. Exactly. Itself out. Yeah. 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 It's just a tough topic, man. Cause I, I, I always run into this situation where I constantly feel like we take ourselves so seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. We do. Yeah. I mean, like, you gotta in this world like if you if you take yourself seriously and you set a rule right yeah and then you kind of like you're always going to set rules for yourself yeah. right and you're always going to break them right yeah it's the reason why people get fat and they lose weight and then they get fat and they lose weight yeah like yeah, <laughs> yeah. it happens you have to be a very like particular kind of person to really stick to personal goals like that and i've yeah, met totally. and i've yeah. met people like that and it blows me away it blows me away mm-hmm. one and it also confuses me that those people are able to interact with the rest of the society yeah. <laughs> at yeah. the level they do totally because those people i'm not saying i'm not saying that they're like not human like or human people i'm mm. just saying that like they're they're strong-willed oh yeah, yeah. to a level that is unreal <laughs> yeah um but also to those those people i feel like are sometimes dangerous yeah i mean not for for people like me Right. Like I've been in situations with people like that are very strong willed and it's not that they took advantage of me or I took advantage of them. It's nothing like that. It's just when you meet someone and you really like them right off the bat and then you set those rules, right. You make those things known and then you, and, but there's a back of your brain that's saying, well, they're really, they're not the right person. Neuroses takes over. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like neuroses takes over and like the, the what do you mean? Well, the thoughts in your head, you know, mm-hmm. you always build up thoughts in your head yep. about like all these questions and you kind of give yourself answers Yeah, and you don't have any other point of reference. Right. So like, sure. Yeah. It's kind of like being in a first relationship. That's why yeah. I feel like Tom, this is his first relationship, yeah, totally. even though he's like, what, like 25 in this film? I'd say he's like 20 something. Yeah. Now, and that's really, not a problem. That could yeah. be your first girlfriend. It doesn't really yeah. matter. But at the yeah. end of the day, it's still like. I could relate to him so much because it felt so... I, I, I read that 20, 75% of what happens to Tom in this movie actually happened to the writer who wrote yeah, this film. Yeah, So, and and that makes so much sense, man. Like, And I feel like that's... I feel like this movie is great because it talks about the side of a guy, the emotional side of a guy, and his experience in going through a relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um because I again, like I can't stand summer in this movie, and that and that's just mainly because of where I come from. I I'm not saying I can't stand her because of her personality and things like that. It's just because it reminds me so much of the relationships that I've been in, where it's yeah. those people that are really strong willed, and I'm I am strong willed. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just saying that like people like summer are strong willed beyond belief, yeah. and they don't give two shits about whether or not you are strong-willed or not or if you believe in love or not exactly and that's not and that does sound like the essence of taking advantage of someone yeah because i would almost feel like you know people who are really strong-willed are very aware of it and are aware of other people who aren't as Mm strong-willed and so i can't help but feel and look at this relationship and feel like well she probably knew that certain things that but then it's almost like blaming someone for making someone feel a certain way because they let them it's leading someone on yeah do you know what i mean but technically it's not no it's not leading someone on at all yeah because these are two differing individuals she did tell him 
Yeah. I it, don't want to do this. It's kind yeah. of like, it's a mixed batch because there's a little bit of leading on going on. But mm-hmm. like you say, it's, she's upfront with them. She told not, him. Yeah. It's, like, uh, it's really difficult, but because. It's a tug of war. It is. Totally, and yeah. it's something that we, it's something that happens quite often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something else I want to add with the whole, like what you're talking about. Yeah, go ahead, man. Um, I feel like Tom holds Summer on this pedestal. Yeah. Yeah, she builds he builds mm. up this because pedestal. he thinks because he thinks that she's better than him. Well, that and like, you know, it's the whole love documentary background of the whole yep. movie. It's the underlying theme. Yeah. Right? So he strongly believes in love and Summer doesn't. But you know, as a person who is very lovey-dovey and loves the romantic sense of the world. Oh, you do. Um, you do for sure. When we first met, you told me all your favorite for your favorite movies, and I was like... Pretty much romantic uh, movies. Romantic comedies and stuff. Yeah. I was like, is Crazy Stupid Love on there? It can be. I love that movie. I didn't mean to interrupt there, but No, go it's on. all good. <laughs> go on, man. So, like, there's the underlying theme of love, and that's what Tom believes in, right? Yeah. So, and, so, like, Summer straight up, she's like, yeah, I don't believe in love. Yeah. But when you're in, like, when you believe in love and you're like, you, like you see someone and you, your heart palpitates and yeah. you get Twitter pated, yeah. you feel that you have the power to change someone's mind about love. Yes. You know, oh. I don't know what it is, but like you There's feel. There's something about it. You feel you could not. I don't Make wanna, them. I don't want to say manipulate, but you could like. Change. Convince change, them. Convince them that yeah. love is a thing. Because and of how like, great you are. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you try to. Ooh, this is this has hit me in the feels, man. Because <laughs> this is like all of my. Okay. I can relate to that. Yeah. It's almost all of my relationships have all been. And we talked about this on Amy's episode. We make couples where. A lot of my relationships, not all, but a lot of my relationships, they've all been really unhealthy because I put the person on a pedestal yeah, totally. and I try to make them see how good of a person I am yeah. and I try to convince them to understand what love is with yeah. me when that's not how that works. But in doing so, mm. you lose yourself. You exactly. Know, you yeah. focus way too much on the one person. And that's you can not never yourself. get them out of your head. Yeah. You constantly are thinking about them to a point where it's just like, all right, like this is love, but then there's obsession. There's life outside of love. Yeah. Mm. Like I'm mm. in a relationship now where it's like, I knew it was great because I knew that one, I told her in the first two weeks of meeting or in the first three days of us meeting, I said, I'm going to go away, but I really want to take you out for a dinner before i go and then on the dinner i said all right i'm going away for three days and when i come back i'm gonna have a samurai sword what are your thoughts <laughs> so and she's like yeah i don't care that's and, pretty chill and it was just like and i knew that that relationship was good for me and it still yeah. is good for me because it shows me that the person is gonna let me be myself yeah do you know what i mean really. i don't have to obsess over them over of the course time. yeah i love this person in my life uh and others that are like them because they let me be myself and they elevate you as you elevate them yeah Yeah. exactly i feel the same way about my girlfriend yeah dude yeah so do i Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i feel i i mean hey i mean the same thing can go for for just like platonic relationships totally for sure like you like like i said like how me and brock met Mm -hmm. is it was like 
I didn't want to approach him because I thought he was too cool for me. Right? <laughs> I still think same, that's absurd. Like same thing. No, but same thing with same thing with you, Corey. When we first met, I didn't want to talk to you because I thought you were too cool for me. Oh my god, you thought I was cool, man! <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, jeez. Well, like that's Willikers. but you. But that's just instinctual. Like you want to be and idolize someone constantly, mm-hmm. either either it being subconsciously or not. You constantly want to try and be with the person that you admire yeah yeah right but there is a point there is a breaking point where it's is it admiring or is it obsession i'm calling it the harrison ford complex mm. <laughs> i don't get it explain that for me well there's a scene in the movie where he does that like whole musical oh number, yeah yeah and he looks in the reflection of the car and he yes. sees and harrison Han ford in the metal. yeah right yeah 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 and so i'm, I'm calling it a harrison ford complex okay nice, like, very nice i like it when you kind of see yourself in the mirror you're like Ooh, yeah you know Mm -hmm. you're building this portfolio of a man let's unpack that scene by the way yeah that's such a wonderful scene yeah yeah it shows a level of realism yeah Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say that like spectacle yeah i'm not gonna say that like that actually happens you don't actually walk outside of your (laughs) wish do i do too fantastic when you first you know have have... sex with a girl Mm. that is like amazing amazing yeah and you think they're amazing you walk out that door like I always think just of like completely chuffed. you're singing your favorite song at the My, top of your lungs. Yeah, yeah. like it's just I, I'm feeling it right now. Yeah, like it's just like <laughs> you feel like insert famous person here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just like you 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 walk out and you like I'm packing the scene. I can't help but feel that like everything he does in that scene. I'm like I've always wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to walk down the street like just shaking everybody's hand. You're like, shaking hey, everybody's hand, doing a song. Yep. Sing to cartoon birds. It's so oh, great. Yeah, that's right. It's so, so great. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> Such a good scene. So, like, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on this scene? Because, I mean, I don't know how much we want to talk about it, but it's well, just... I would love to. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, yeah. Brock. Take it away, buddy. Well, I mean, obviously, the music is coming from his taste of music, which mm-hmm. seems to be 80s music of the, you know... Yeah. Yep. Kind of rock or, you know, alternative. So, it's... Um, you make my dreams come true by Hollow Notes. Yeah, Hollow Notes. You make so it's a great song. Yeah, yeah, and it, like it's a good song that everybody can jam to, and everyone sure. knows it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's a song you sing to yourself. Yeah. So he's dancing around, singing the song, and you know when you feel super positive and like elevated out of over like like overfilling with your barfing positivity, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. you want <laughs> barfing positivity. Yeah, you're barfing positivity you want to you want to say hello to everyone you want everyone to know it's sickening but you you love it exactly i don't know like there's something exciting about it i'm not saying that this was tom's first time at all but i'm just saying it's like that that feeling of being with someone that intimately that you care that much about yeah it never goes away if you find the right person yeah and i feel like yeah, that was the one. That was the first time they slept together. But and we never really got to see very many other times afterwards. Of no, that was probably the most important part. You know, yeah. there's that and like the shower or sex. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But that's rent- like that's. I feel I mean, like like they were having fun. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's like a. Yeah. I would see that being a friends of benefits kind of thing to do. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, but like, you never really get to see his after. Like, I want. It would be really cool if they directed that scene and they did every time they had slept together seeing that 
scene kind of get more and more dull like every time mm. oh it changes you know I mean? into like a nirvana song no, yeah, yeah like every no no no. it's the same song but every si- oh. single time he does it there's less excitement when he walks out the door the distortion lowers and it's yeah like, like and, and the bird just like straight up dies or something yeah. <laughs> like he brings the bird he pets the bird the bird dies or something it's like, or, or she's like old and smoking a cigarette yeah. yeah yeah exactly like because that's kind of I feel like what happened with him yeah. is like that that and he didn't real realize it. He had as we were talking about before the podcast, he had the rose colored glasses yeah, on. Yeah. The mm-hmm. rose tinted, yeah. Yeah, he wanted to believe that this was real and yeah. that this was, you know, you know, and, and it's and it's rough. Yeah. And and this cuz I've fallen in love, I've fallen in love like multiple times. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's been like not real love. I it's... mean, when you're sing- single and you're going to the bus at school, you fall in love like three times yeah. before you get to school, dude. dude. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you yeah. see a girl, you're like, that's it. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, it's, it's pretty, especially when you're a kid. Yeah. And you're, and it, or when you're in your first like three years of college. Well, I mean, <laughs> I feel like that comes with the whole like, what's this? Shrek. I'm going to say Shrek. <laughs> Well, like a fairy tale setting, right? Like, yeah. There's always that, like, okay, you see a girl, you fall in love mm-hmm. happily ever after, whatever. Yeah. You know. And, like, I think that's just where it comes from when you're a kid. You know, you, you're so simple minded, and you're like, when you see that on like TV mm-hmm. and you see other people doing it, like your parents, for example, you're like, well, sure. That's the end game. That's That's what it's all about. Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on the whole film acting as somewhat of a showing you of how to get from point A to point B within a relationship? Because every time you get in a relationship with someone, it's very much you're in this relationship, you've made it apparent that you're in a relationship. Obviously, in this case... Uh, we were seeing the a world. Version of yeah, it. but we were seeing the world through Tom's eyes. We yeah. thought we believed that what he had with, you know, Summer was real. Yeah, like it was the walls were coming down, and yeah. she was falling in love with him, and then yeah. she stopped because she doesn't believe in love. Yeah. Um. But what are your guys' thoughts on the idea of recognizing your own situations in your own lives and kind of looking at how relationships get you from point A to point B, but you don't really recognize them at the point in time because this film really gives you a good idea to projecting a world where you had to meet this person for them and them to change you a certain way yeah, and make you be the person that you're going to be then meet the next person who you're going to be with the rest of your life. Yeah. Because you never go into a relationship for the, I mean, at least I don't ever go into a relationship thinking like, yeah, this one will help me get to the next one. Oh, Do you man. know what I mean? Yeah. And because in the end of the film, he meets Autumn. And you're Which like, is the silliest thing, but also, I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, it I is funny. It. Yeah. I thought it was great, but yeah. it also, it also implies that this might not be the last girl. Also, Yo, for sure, one yeah. of the only times you see red in the movie, the color red. Yeah, because the whole film was actually uh, purposely purposely played around the color of Zoe Deschanel's eyes being blue. Yeah, um, the color palette was like blue because of yeah. Cool. But no, uh, him meeting Autumn. We all know that there's four seasons: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. summer, autumn, spring winter yeah. I, those are out of order yes but, <laughs> but, but you know what i mean like that that it remind okay 
There's few other films that have been able to help me look outside of that this was just one story amongst many yeah. in this person's life. Yeah. And I immediately go to the film Hurt Locker. Oh, yeah. At the end of the film when, after he goes on his tour with Sanborn and Eldridge, he goes back home and then he goes back on another tour. Yeah. And then if you relate that to how many bombs he's dismantled when he's asked by Captain Reed in the film, how mm-hmm. many bombs did you dismantle? He said like 398 or something like oh, that. Yeah. You're just like, there's no way that he did all of those in what? It was like 90 days or something yeah. like that in that one tour yeah. that he did with that one group of people. There's no yeah. way. Yeah. Right. And so you're just like, okay, well, this is another situation. This is another autumn situation. Yeah. This is another summer to, you know, and you're just realizing like, this is just one story in this is one snap shot of someone's life quite the comparison by the way yeah you're I'm locker so... to 500 days of summer well yeah. it's just one of those films that helped me think about that you know film is like transitioning film isn't starting right when the film shows us that it's starting yeah sure that doesn't always have to be the beginning yeah there's a difference between story and narrative right yeah totally so it's like story is a story that's like lord of the rings for instance mm-hmm. there was a battle before there's the, like the Hobbit, the Cimmerillion. Yeah. yeah the, but there's stuff. like the Lord of the Rings, the yeah. story we get, the three stories, um, or the three books, there's that narrative, mm-hmm. but there's the story of Lord of the Rings, the lore, the lore, yeah. the story, or right? even like, if you look at game of Thrones, there's what we have in the TV show. And then there's like a whole bunch of stuff before it's the things that, yeah, the, the things that they reference and yeah, the yeah. three stories. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The world building. Right. And it's really cool when a film is able to take you out of that and really help you understand that, yeah, these are just regular people that someone decided, hey, one day we should film this part of their life and yeah. then say, hey. Plops you right in here. Yeah, and then takes you out yeah. immediately. Yeah. And it, and it's it's frustrating, but at the same time, it helps you feel like it feels more real. Yeah, because that happens in life, you know? It does. Like you go from one person and you feel a certain way towards them. And then someone comes into your life and you just immediately shift. So. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, I'm not, I don't know if this is a good reference, but it's like, <laughs> I haven't hung out with you in like three years, really. Yeah. But before that, we used to hang out like a lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then we didn't for like three years. Yeah. And then we're hanging out again yeah. when we're doing this podcast. It's the yeah. same thing. It's just like where we both kind of weren't around each other because of whatever reasons relationships we got we school school things like that we just our lives didn't mesh after uh we finished parts of school like you know like after i left college i didn't really talk to you right and i went to university yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and and that just happens again i'm gonna reference that i did say happy birthday to you every single year so and i did to you too (laughs) you did Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um so like i don't know like there's it's just it's very beautiful that that essence of the film yeah all right uh so for this next little bit here i just wanted to talk a bit about um my favorite scene in the movie mm-hmm. yeah for sure Corey. uh which is <laughs> um which is uh when summer invites tom to go to a party yep and mm-hmm. tom's thinking okay this is great this is gonna mm-hmm. be a really good situation mm-hmm. i'm gonna get myself into um this is after them not seeing each other for a while that's correct yeah, yeah. so they kind of reconnect and tom's like okay this maybe this will work out yeah, yeah. so then you get two screens that come on and then underneath you have one that says expectations, and then the other one is reality. Mm-hmm. So you have two scenes going on, and I've definitely felt like this before as well. I felt like this almost yeah. every single... I mean, being someone who has... 
being someone who has ADHD mm. I, uh, and a very big imagination, I'm sure. constantly overhyping the situation in my head because oh, I I, yeah. I constantly yeah. picture things a lot. I'm not saying that other people don't feel this way, but yeah. like I have a very huge imagination, mm-hmm. and I I let myself down constantly. Yeah, it plays sure. with the whole building on pedestals, right? Yeah, yeah totally, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It really mm-hmm. like builds yourself this whole tower. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when. It's even, even for me, it just comes down to reactions. So it's like, if you're yeah. not reacting the way you want to, like for instance, in the way that he gives her the book, yeah, mm-hmm. right? I've definitely felt that about gifts that I've given people and I really want them to, I, I picture them in my head so faintly because, because, yeah. and when that happens, you feel like if they don't react the way you want them to, you feel like you don't really know them the way you thought you yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Do you know like, what I mean? It's like, oh, that's so thoughtful of you versus, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it's expectations versus reality. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And yeah, for the for the uh, expectations, you're getting kind of this uh, classic, maybe love story scene where mm-hmm. everything works out perfectly and it, mm-hmm. it turns into a really romantic night for them. But in actuality, she's really just inviting you as another guest to the party because she yeah. knows you and you kind of start to slowly realize that as he gets up there. Yeah. And then obviously it leads into the terrible realization for him yeah that uh she's completely out of his reach now yeah 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 it's rough mm-hmm. it's rough and it's I, a tough I, scene and mm-hmm. i know i know you've been through this mm. and i know i've been through this brock you've been through this because we've kind of covered yes yeah yeah totally. i think everybody goes through this sure. yeah. it's generally like a th- thing that everyone goes through regardless of yeah. gender or whatever yeah you know i think it's just human nature for us to hype something up Oh, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. Because if we don't, then it's just like we feel like like we, we've got nothing to kind of live forward, well, you, you know, or look well, forward to. On one hand, you don't want to take things for granted. But on the other hand, you also just, you know. How many times, can I ask then, how many times have any of you actually met your expectations? Expe- expectations with reality actually hitting the same bar? Usually never. It's usually <laughs> it, like it's usually a thing where. If you go into something and you don't really have expectations, it's better than you think. Like, yeah. for example, this movie. I yeah. didn't think it would be that great. Yeah. ended up loving it. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, if if you think, oh, this person's going to be here, that person's going to be there. I love going to this place. It's going to yeah. be a really great night. You get there and you're like, you know, we had some drinks. Playing off of this expectations versus reality and yep. how we all do it. So there's a scene specifically where... Tom sits back into his favorite area, but it's different. He's all spiffy looking. He's got a suit. And he's it's after his... the relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's that feeling that you get when, like, after a relationship ends, you essentially motivate yourself to do all the things that you said you weren't going to do while you're in the relationship. Yeah. Because you felt like it would take away from the relationship that you were in. And he rebuilt himself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He I, I did exactly. Yeah, he exactly. crafted himself. His local construction is now complete. Yeah. Well, he, again, I, I don't mean to take away from your theory here. Of course. But this is a great example. I was like, people who. Peeps. <laughs> the young peeps. People. People, when they do that pedestal thing that we've yeah. been talking about, where yeah. they put the other person on the pedestal, yeah. they spend less time focusing on their strengths and their things that they are good in life at doing yeah and they put them aside and they continue to put them aside because you put that person on a pedestal and you try to constantly try to think only about them all the time yeah and you forget about everything else but then when you come out of that bubble yeah for whatever reason you break up they die you die doesn't matter usually no it doesn't work if you die but if they die (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
you go, holy shit. I, why am I not doing all those things that yeah. I've always wanted to do? Yeah. What stopped me from doing those things? Oh, relationships that I've yeah. been putting myself through that weren't healthy. But no, going on with your theory. Yes. Um, so we're coming back to that scene, and it's near the end of the movie, where he's sitting on that bench that he that's his favorite place, and he shows Summer. He's sitting there like admiring this view in himself, I guess. I don't know. He can be. Um, Summer comes down and he, she sits beside him and they have like a little conversation. There's a theory that Summer isn't actually there. Mm. It's just a figment of Tom's imagination. Which would make sense. It makes sense. Because of the scene of the scene where after he has sex with Summer for the first time, we see the perspective of him it kind of creates him to be an unreliable narrator a little bit yeah yeah Yeah. because we are seeing the world through his eyes even though it isn't it is a third person perspective film it's a blue tinted lens it's like we're yeah it's like the third person it's a third person perspective film because there's a narrator yeah but also it's it's misleading because we see that whole scene of him going and having sex for the first time with summer and then coming out and like doing this whole dance number with the public that he's never met before. Yeah. And he pets a fake deer or yeah. a, fa- a fake deer of pet, uh, pets a fake bird. Yeah. Like that not actually happened. So it's believable to think that maybe, and it could make sense too, because kind of throughout the movie, it's this relationship is fairly realistic. Um, yeah. And things are kind of messy. Whereas that is, it seems to be kind of like a, perfect situation ending to a movie yeah it's kind of like quite coincidental and we've we've had like imaginary conversations with the opposite oh sure where Mm -hmm. you like you say the things you want to say and you build yourself up and you really want to show them hey this is who i am now i've become a better version of me eat that yeah eat that but also take me back (laughs) <laughs> low key yeah like yeah. can you please take me well back? yeah it is still in the middle of the because that's that, what uh, it was like the yeah. whole scene was him essentially getting mad at her yeah like he was pissed off he's like why why is it that i wasn't good enough yeah mm-hmm. and she said to him well that's the part i don't like this is the part of the movie that really hits me really hard mm. and i was really upset when i when it ended because it was just like because it hits me really hard like it, i've been there before and i can't help but feel and and take and not take myself out of that spot that tom is in and mm. not take his side and be like yeah why wasn't i good enough for you like i did all these things but at the end of the same time it's like well she did tell him like multiple yeah. times that she didn't want and also too more. it doesn't always doesn't matter how much you do for someone if if they're not into you it's like they can't yeah. really help it right exactly but that's so hard oh for sure it's yeah, hard to hear it's so yeah. hard for someone to accept when they're yeah. so in love with somebody yeah. else like it's the it's literally the hardest thing yeah, yeah. when you're so like it's road rose covered goggles again yeah mm-hmm. it is literally you cannot imagine a world where they cannot love you because you're such an amazing person because you're doing all these things for them yeah yeah, yeah. but it's like it goes both ways like yeah of course like tom throughout the film with this whole like chasing after her and trying to you know fight his love and stuff it's a little selfish you know this whole like him wanting to like you know boast himself up to kind of like but is it is it selfish though i think it's just more him trying to find himself well like, yeah totally but like, i, I mean, think he like, doesn't understand how love works i don't think I'm not he's saying ever it's like a like negative this. thing but yeah. like we're all kind of selfish in that respect we're sure, all, yeah yeah exactly right you break it down we're all selfish yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, i mean we're selfish in that fact where we just want to you know show them 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. like better selves. Yeah. So wrapping up here, mm-hmm. um, I've started uh, again, like I'm going to mention it again, but at least with these relationship, romantic comedy drama things, yeah. um, I've noticed in the last like four episodes or three episodes, I can't even, it's like Beach Pillows, Scott Pilgrim, and We Make Couples. Mm-hmm. They've all been just, they've all been these drama related relationship films and they all really represent a, an essence of a vehicle that we like to show on this show to mm-hmm. give perspectives of our own lives and our own stories and things like that. It's not always going to be like this, all feelsy feelsies. No, no. The honeymoon phase, as people call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we might do something like Reservoir Dogs where all we're going to talk about is how gory and violent it is and how great the shots are and stuff oh, sure. like that. But I feel like but when, for we're, now. when we're yeah. talking about these certain things, I think it's nice to feel a little bit human. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, you wanted to mention something just wrapping up here. Yeah, totally. Uh, conversation. I think probably one of the most important scenes in the film is um, yeah. after it, it. It's after he finds out she's married, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, he he's at the the meeting at his work uh, for mm-hmm. the greeting cards, mm-hmm. um, and he he's very obviously upset. Yeah. Um, and he he kind of um, just starts talking about how like the problem with this world is, you know. Uh, people are so afraid to kind of express their emotions where they need these greeting cards to really get them through the process yeah. and kind of how society's uh, like labels love, I guess. Yeah. Or no, how, how through society, like we learn love in like a really kind of wrong way. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of cool because it's, it's him kind of realizing that his own super expectations of love are really you know, ungraspable. Yeah. Why do you think that I go on rants constantly about things? It's for, it's specifically this reason, the way I learned some self healing kind of, yeah, Yeah. it's like a self healing thing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm going to keep saying it on every episode where it comes up, but I've been through the ringer in the last two, two years, two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I mean, you go through so much and like that just happens in life. Sure. And I and it's part of the reason why I kind of like start this show and I create is it 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 helps me talk about the process of it helps me talk about things it's self healing mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I mean some you're not gonna have your friends all the time sometimes you need to talk into a microphone and yeah. sometimes you need to create sometimes you need to self reflect by ranting. Mm-hmm. In the workplace, oh sure, and being overly cynical towards something that doesn't deserve any sort of cynicalism or cynicism is that is it cynicism? Uh, cynicism yeah yeah in any sort of manner the way he goes off on that woman about how her cat <laughs> like it's not inspirational it's suicidal <laughs> yeah. yeah it's amazing and it's all because he's frustrated about where he's at yeah. and he's trying to figure out the words to say i need a hug yeah do you know what i mean yeah, pretty and, much. and he needs to understand that like dude it's it's going to take a couple of days. What are you smirking at Dude, over there, bud? I'm just thinking about like after he does this whole speech, he's like, oh, screw it. I quit. And walks out. And Mackenzie's like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's so yeah. funny. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Jeffrey Arend. Yeah. I believe his name is. The Kills it as place. usual. Yeah. He was in the Beach Pillows film. He so, was. Yeah. yeah. All right. So with that comes the end of the show for this week. How do you think we did, Corey? I think we did quite well, actually. Well, that's good. How do you think we did, Brock? I think we did well. We covered a lot of ground and we kind of covered the antithesis of the whole film, which is love and how we each felt about it. Yeah, it's like how this film is just a very familiar film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
in how it references what it's like to go through not even just for guys yeah i mean it is in the perspective of dude Mm -hmm. but i cannot help but feel that it is very similar on the other end Hmm. (laughs) but i'm glad everybody enjoyed it oh man i love this movie (laughs) i like honestly i think it it might be up there with my favorites really i I, like i really enjoyed it wow Wow. all right calm down there no it was really it was good (laughs) i'm glad that i brought this out yes thank you sir of course well hey that's great it's got some beautiful moments (laughs) it does yeah so as we always like to do we like to give a arbitrary review about the thing that we watched and how we felt about it and what and and give it like a arbitrary rating Mm -hmm. and and uh reference some sort of satirical version reviewer self of ourselves Mm -hmm. uh yep the title changes every week it sure does (laughs) it's just like long statements but it's essentially the part of the show where we give a rating of the film and it's completely arbitrary and very satirical yeah Mm -hmm. referencing the fact that nothing we say is anything worth listening to Mm. because we are not reviewers we are discussers we are how self-loathing <laughs> yeah <and> deprecating. <laughs> pet me on the head please yeah, yeah. <laughs> Corey, what was your arbitrary review my arbitrary uh review slash rating is a 475 days out of a possible 500 oh very good yeah. yeah brock what was your arbitrary review i don't really want to give it an arbitrary review because i want to just leave it up to people and see what they think what's the whole point of it being arbitrary though? i know <laughs> i'm speaking <I'm> okay, so. <laughs> Is that um, your arbitrary review? Yeah. <laughs> That's clever. Yeah. I like that. That's Thank very you. good. Very, very clever. Very meta. <laughs> yeah, how meta. Yeah. But for real, I do really like this movie, and I feel like people should watch it, and they can take something out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I give it a five sollies out of uh, possible. I'm just kidding. No, it's yeah. good. That's perfect. You yeah. did it perfect. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's great. Five sollies. Yeah. Five sollies. Uh, and I'm going to give this film date summer, but understand that you are just it won't be for long nor is this the last person you're going to be in a relationship with here for a good time not a long time exactly great song but no this this film is a great film as brock said and thank you very much brock for picking this yeah and just thank you in general for coming on the show this week it's been a great time when we uh we'd like to have you come back on the show again hopefully for uh maybe something a little more violent oh i'll have to to see what's in my repertoire of movies yeah yeah for sure for sure i know you have a really big collection because when we first met we used to we used to we had a break yeah, and the same period, uh, and we used to walk down to the mall from I used our to college. Just pick movies. We no, we used to walk down to the mall from our college yeah. and uh, go to the uh, movie store and point out movies that we liked and or owned or owned. Yeah, and and then you would always walk out with one. Yeah, but you'd pay for it though. So oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't just walk out. Yeah, and with that comes the end of the show this week. Hey, Brock, is there one word you'd like to say before we sign off? Interpersonal. And Corey. Architecture. And scene.